Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio, it's time for the GNFCC 400 Insider. Connect, build, and grow with the Greater North Fulton Chamber of Commerce. Hello, and welcome to the GNFCC 400 Insider, the monthly radio and podcast presented by the Greater North Fulton Chamber. I'm Tori Curlin, Communications Coordinator at the Greater North Fulton Chamber. Today, we'll be honoring our 2021 GNFCC Nonprofit Award winners. The Chamber honored the many great nonprofits that make North Fulton such a great place to work and live at our June Awards Luncheon. I'm excited to introduce our two nonprofit organization award winners and today's guest. Our first guest is Holly York. She's Executive Director with North Fulton Community Charities. Holly, thanks for coming. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Um, and our next is Amy O'Dell. She is the founder of Jacob's Ladder Neurodevelopment School and Therapy Center. Amy, thank you for being here. Absolutely. It's an honor. Thank you for the invitation. Absolutely. So the first thing we typically do is get to know who we're interviewing. So I would just love to know a little bit about both of you, your organizations, and what led you to your career path. Um, let's start with you, Amy. <laughs> so... Um, Jacob's Ladder has been um, in existence for uh, about 22 years as a 501c3 nonprofit organization. I have a son um, named Jacob. I also have a daughter named Aubrey, who's about three years older than Jacob. Jacob was born with a diagnosis of pervasive developmental delay. Um, I, at the time, uh, as a career, was working in the field of uh, adolescent and child and adolescent psychiatric uh, care. But when he came along, I took a hard right turn. And um, from the time he was two until the time he was 14, I started working with him individually um, pretty intensively, uh, eight hours a day, tr uh, trying to help move him along developmentally. And I just saw wonderful, wonderful, miraculous things happen for him. And, and as a part of that journey with him, just started researching and studying and and uh, and through all the years have put together um, with the help of a beautiful, wonderful team around me, um, just a model of care that I feel is exceptional for children with autism, brain injury, stroke rehabilitation, or pervasive developmental delay. Um, we've been doing what I believe is really good work for, as I said, about 20 Jacob's 28 years old, so I've been in the field 26 years. It's been quite some time. Wow, that's absolutely incredible. And I, I know your story has impacted a lot of North Fulton. I know our North Fulton parents are very appreciative for what, what you've provided. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, and I'd like to hear a little bit from you, Holly. Well, my story is a little bit different than um, our, my, our other guest. Um, my background, um, I'm actually from Sandy Springs, Georgia, and I grew up in the community um, and raised my family here. So my journey is I started as a commercial banker and a management consultant, and I'm in a career that I never thought I would be in. Um, but I did have some really good mentors along the way. Um, and the story about that is that I learned about grant making and giving funds out into the Norfolk community and had a great network um, that actually started within the chamber itself. Um, and I'm really proud to say that Amy and I met because our grant making organization gave Jacob's Ladder funding a long while ago. So it's, oh, wow. it's so fun to see the success over the years. Um, 
But now on the other side, the journey that I've taken from being a commercial banker and management consultant um, and a mother to changing those skills into running uh, the largest uh, human services agency in North Fulton um, that's been around for um, over 38 years. Wow, that's an absolute big transition. <laughs> Very big, yes. <laughs> but all the pieces you've brought in really do make a difference in, in your career now. And um, I know that there are a lot of families that we don't even know need these services. And it is so, so important to our community. It is. It's, um, But it's a community effort um, because Absolutely. these people, um, are, these families don't want to actually be seen um, not being able to care for the, their families. And I know that right. even in a developmental, they don't want to be seen that they can't care for each other when it comes to their child's education. Right. right. Absolutely. True. And we all go through these times. So it's, it's definitely not a one person thing. Um, I also want to talk a little bit about your greatest accomplishments. Um, you're both incredibly successful in your work and your career paths um, and what you're working towards. What do you consider to be your greatest accomplishment within your current organization? And why do you think that is? Um, I'll start with you, Holly. <laughs> Well, I have to say that um, in my current role, I've uh, started in that role in January of 2020. So the greatest accomplishment this far is that um, we're still open and we can continue to serve over through COVID. Um, it has been a challenging, challenging time. I followed in a, the footsteps of Barbara Duffy, who had been there over 30 years. So um, the accomplishments that we have had keeping our food pantry open um, through COVID, not shutting down, um, and continuing to be able to do financial assistance um, throughout the whole time. But along with that, the accomplishment of um, finishing a capital campaign and building a building. So we are ready and poised um, when we finally get through, I think, phase two of um, this um, post-pandemic um, economy. Um, yeah, I know we're all really excited for that project. Um, and it is an accomplishment just to have made it through <laughs> to the other side here. So that that's pretty awesome in itself. Um, Amy, tell me a little bit about your greatest accomplishment or what you think has really contributed to your career and, and the group you're working with now. Obviously, you started the group, so that's an accomplishment in itself. <laughs> it's a, you know, that's a it's a beautiful question, you know, for me to even just think through somewhat hard to answer. Uh, several thoughts come to mind. I think the first thing that came to mind is um, I just feel very, very grateful to um, have had the child that I had to um, to learn what I've learned in that process, uh, just even about myself and um and, and in all honesty, uh, the, the the journey has really been one of it's been very much a journey of faith for me. Absolutely. And um, I think the greatest thing that I've learned in the journey that means the most to me is when things are very very difficult uh, around you, that it can be that difficulty that can formulate itself into one of the greatest blessings of life and uh and you learn a lot about uh dependence on uh for me uh our heavenly father and so i i think that's the biggest thing i would say about my journey with jacob's ladder but but along with that what i've seen and what's been given to me along the way is um i believe a group of people who you just couldn't ask for a better group of people to have around you as a team and 
to stay in that place of um, it's a vulnerable thing to to try to grow an organization uh, from a grassroots standpoint. Uh, it's it's it puts you in a place of of great dependence. Um, and 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 I'm kind of a control freak to be honest. So to mm-hmm. to learn how to be in a spot where you're really depending on financial resources from outside your own means, um, from the people and the team around you to carry out what's so near and dear to your heart. I mean, all of it is in a state of dependence. And and so I've I've found that rather than viewing that through a lens of of, of weakness, it's it's actually quite a beautiful thing uh, to learn. And, and um, so I love that. And, and I think just in terms of the accomplishment side of it, I, I honest to goodness, I stand back and just stand amazed most days at what's been done through the years. And, and certainly uh, I attribute that to so many things, so many wonderful people that have crossed my path, so many wonderful mentors, so many people who have unselfishly given of their time and their resources. But uh, we've been able to help over 4,000 children through the years. And, and I think we're positioned to help even more on a global basis. We have a lot of things that we're working on now that allow us to reach people no matter where they are, which was actually one of the gifts of COVID for us was um, it put us on the fast track for a plan that we already held in our hearts and minds, which was to develop a a really robust digital framework in order to serve. And so we really focused on that endeavor and made a lot of progress. And so we're standing right at the threshold of unveiling what that means for us as an organization. And so I think we'll all collectively be very, very proud of that as it unfolds. Yeah, that's incredible. And I can imagine having that digital aspect will allow not only people that are in your school, but people all over over. to be able to experience it as well. So absolutely. Well, you both obviously have a lot of believers in your court and North Fulton could not survive without these organizations. Um, And we know how important our nonprofits are. Um, GNFC is so proud to celebrate and support nonprofits in our community for their direction to the service and to the welfare of others. Um, our nonprofit of the war of the year award was created to recognize the extraordinary contributions of nonprofits in North Fulton. What do you think has contributed to the success and service of your organization and what makes your nonprofit so unique? And I know some of the questions you've already answered kind of go along with that, but maybe focus a little more on that uniqueness piece. Um, and I'll start with you, Amy. <laughs> so, so many things have contributed. I, I can only say that when I found the North Fulton area as a place to call home, um, that it was one of the greatest blessings for me. I've, I've, I've been in this area, in the Roswell area for over 20 years now. And, um, and we call it home, my, my children and I, and it's been it's been a fantastic place to live and to to raise a family. And then beyond that, it's just the community itself and how people surround uh, each other and 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 step in to help when help is needed. And so that's been an amazing facet of of being here and watching the organization grow. And in terms of our uniqueness, I think that. Um, you know, I think that that um, when you have 
a passion in your heart for something and and you really want it to be excellent, you know, that you want to, to approach it with a spirit of excellence that, that, um, and you work very, very hard at that, that, um, really, really, really miraculous things can happen. And, and I think that that has been the case. We've had a group of people that, that were devoted to excellence and, and, um, self-examining ourselves along the way and and correcting where we needed to correct and staying open to what that process means and and our our model of care is very very unique in itself and that's what I think I'm the most excited about for our future is we've worked in-house very hard for many 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 years to come to a place where we feel like the model of care is exactly as it needs to be and we're positioned to share that outside of our Walls, which we already do uh, nationwide and globally through our community of care platform, but I think it's going to be even more of an outreach, which I'm very excited about. So I think there's so many things that make us unique, it, including the alpacas and the donkeys that we have on our campus, which is part of my favorite that thing that we unique. do. That is unique and really fun for it everybody. It is fun. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> All right. Well, Holly, tell me a little bit about um, your organization. I know that they're business plan and everything you all do is unique in itself and has so many different arms to it. Um, it actually does. Yeah, we have a, a lot going on at North Fulton Community Charities. But I just want to also talk about the name because it's North Fulton and it's community mm-hmm. charities and the um, community built North Fulton Community Charities when it started um, back in 1983. So um, the success of it is based on the success of the community and being willing to commit for such a long time, it was uh, civic faith and business leaders that saw the need that um, was not being fulfilled um, except going into um, downtown Atlanta. So a local organization that is continually supported by the business community, the faith community, the civic community. Um, but um, the conversation that I'd like to make sure you understand is that Norfolk Community Charities is part of the business solution. It's a part of the community um, and a necessary um, business partner because um, what we're doing is um, we're impacting lives that are um, left in the margin. So, um, and the community was um, very clear that they wanted a centralized place where families could get help with rental assistance, with mortgage um, utilities, help with food, um, help with clothing. Um, and what we added in, in 2012 was the education. So, um, in 2020 and, um, with the new building, we'll talk about that a little bit more. We really want to make sure we're integrating the education piece, um, to bring people further, faster, um, to meet the needs in the community, to, to meet the job opening needs with the skills that they need. Um, so opening, um, and having a GED lab, and that's what I'm going to call it now. Um, English is a second language. Um, North Fulton has a great, um, um, diverse community, um, educated, um, skilled, unskilled, but all different types of labor are here, all different, um, income types. Um, but it's a great place for the community to thrive. But when they're not thriving, um, they can find a place where it is a place that's going to be you're going to be treated with dignity and respect, and we're going to help you get where you need to be. Um, 
And if it's one time, that's great. If it's um, over a course of um, many months, um, but we want to make sure that we continue to serve compassionately, but also see as a, a part of the business solution um, and um, helping the community to thrive. Yeah, that makes sense. And everything that I've gathered from North Fulton Community Charities it, I, and testimonials I've witnessed and things like that, everyone does feel taken care of and um, they don't feel judged and they do feel like they can come back if anything were to happen. And they're just realizing we're all just normal people that go through yeah. normal things. <laughs> yes, everyone needs um, food, clothing, and shelter. Yep. And um, one of the unique you know, so uniqueness is, is that, you know, thrifting has been, you know, really a hot um, item. Our thrift store has been open for o- over 50 years. So we were cool before it was cool. So we're celebrating. I did not th- know that. Yeah. So our, we have a huge clothing program and our predecessor was the lead volunteer. And um, that has been going on and is a, is a significant part of what we do um, and outreach wise for families to receive clothing, but also to raise money for the charity. So yeah. 50 years is a long time for a thrift store in this community. Yes. And it is a good thrift store one I look forward to going to as much as I can. <laughs> um, well, thank you both for that. Um, Holly, I did want to ask you, um, I know that you all are, I don't, are you, have you com- finished completing the Barbara Duffy, Duffy Center or is that the phase two that you were discussing earlier? Um, no, um, phase two was accelerated during um, COVID. So we were That's actually <laughs> able to, um, when I say plow through, we did demolition of a property that we had purchased um with the help of a bequest, uh, and then it was accelerated building and funding wise because um, we were actually homeless when um, part of our leased property was sold. Um, I remember that <laughs> it was it was a very challenging time. Was we were in COVID, we were remote, we were homeless, um, but we were able to um, raise the money and raise um, enough to complete a two story building that now houses our. Um, education uh, and pro- education programs and assistant programs plus our admin offices and we still have still have space to build out so um, with that we have um, classroom space for over 84 14 um, additional computer lab seats where we're doing GED we have um, 27 people right now two are getting ready or four are getting ready to take test um and we have enough um already opening in may to um our our clients which they did go to zoom um that it wasn't as accessible as an adult learners or um and adult teachers are were challenged by that but we're already on track to more than double the number of ged students um we have also esl um and our classrooms are supported by um Child care. So child care is a big barrier to families that um, need to um, receive um, any of our services. So everything um, on the first floor is client centered. They can order their groceries when they're after they're getting um, case management. And of course, with the eviction moratorium and um, the instability within the community with affordable housing, um, we are certainly um, that building is definitely in use um, more so than, you know, we would like because um, the goal is to get everybody stable, but um, the outpouring of the community over um, the past 18 months um, has really shown what we can do when we really put our minds to it, to help on our neighbors. Absolutely. And I know recently you all did the backpack drive and 
if I remember correctly, you've got over 1,800, is that? Um, that is correct. And we, we, we um, were very um, um, thankful that the community saw the need. And, you know, we had great. families register. So we know how many families we need to serve and how many kids are in, in what schools. But what it allowed us to do is to reach out to um, further uh, Title I schools and those students, Starhouse Foundation as well as Amanda Academy, and then the leftover supplies for teachers who were um, just thrilled to have um, the opportunity to start the school year out with brand new supplies, brand new backpacks. Um, and it was so nice to see the children pick out their own and feel proud yeah. and be ready to go back to school as That's well. That's really exciting. And I know is some ex- of them have been waiting for this moment for a long time. So. Yes. <laughs> That's really great. Um, and Amy, I did want to quickly ask you, um, I know you talked a little bit about your community of care um, initiative. And from what we understand, your school's model extends a little further than just North Fulton. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the program model with community of care and what your goals are with Absolutely. that? Absolutely. So really two different forms of outreach. One is called community of care. Uh, many of those families will actually travel to Roswell. We'll spend a couple of weeks. We have housing on campus where a family can come and stay, kind of like the Ronald McDonald House. Mm-hmm. They may stay three weeks to four weeks. We'll evaluate their child, set up an individualized program, train a provider, and then oversee that child's care remotely, no matter where they may live. Um, that program has grown dramatically in the last five years, and we believe it will continue to grow. We also have a program called Love Without Borders, which is really a ministry arm of the school. And uh, we've been asked to go to some pretty remote places, um, some uh, areas of Africa, some areas of India, where these children have um, really, they have nothing. They, They have the same dire needs that our children do in this community uh, but they have no resources. There's no, um, there's really no therapeutic uh, model or uh, knowledge in in those places. And so, our goal is to take our work and, in some modified way, because the work is quite complex and there's a lot of um, we call it the balance of science and love. There's a lot of science to it, so it is quite complex. But but. But at the heart of it is about human connection and human care. And um, so we want to capitalize on the truth of that, the the human connection and the human care, and go into these um, impoverished areas and try to equip the people that are there locally that are asking for this help. And um, But in order for us to do that, we, we are uh, about to launch uh, our fourth capital campaign, and um, and I'll be calling you, Holly. Okay, I'll be glad to help. <laughs> but um, one of the major initiatives is to to seek funding for that Love Without Borders program. We we just need the resources to take some of our clinical team, cover their travel expenses, uh, cover a little bit of their time in these other communities, and then on some type of ongoing basis to continuously support the people that we've uh, been educated and set up. And so we're very, very excited about that. And um, it'll be a really sweet chapter in in my professional and personal journey with the school to see that come to fruition. So 
um, yeah, Community of Care and Love Without Borders. Those are our two major outreach programs. That's incredible. Wow. I'm glad, I'm glad you were able to share that with our listeners and maybe they can help with that capital campaign. We would really <laughs> get involved. appreciate the help. It is, it is, it's, uh, and Holly knows this very well. When you're in the position to, uh, you know, when you feel like you could really have an impact, um, you can take care of a lot of those components yourself organizationally, but you really do rely on other people to bring yeah. it to life. And, um, and I know Holly and I have both experienced just the extravagance uh, of the the giving and the heart of the people in Atlanta and in this North Fulton area. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I, I've i learned being here the short time that I've been here that North Fulton is a giving community, and it makes sense that both of your organizations are here. Um, I will ask, as we start to wrap up, um, we have a great listenership of people who want to be involved with North Fulton nonprofit organizations. Um, what can our listeners do to give back to your organizations, and what are your biggest needs right now? I'll start with you, Holly. Well, I want to say thank you for everybody who already participated in our backpack um, program. The The fall season kicks off. We, we consider that the year end. So um, the next um, event that comes up is called our Warm Coat Drive, and that will start um, in mid-October. So um, we also supply warm coats to our same families who get backpacks, and they get to select them out. And we put um, volunteers in charge of helping uh, sort and, and put out the coats, and we have uh, a wish list that we'll put out on um, our website, and then we'll also, um, you know, call for the the families to register for that. So it, then, then we roll into the holiday program for for Thanksgiving. Um, we have senior baskets that we distribute. We um, we help with uh, senior services identified. The families are in individuals who have no help and no support, and we um, give them a senior basket, and it's driven. Um, to them, uh, we have a holiday, and then we have our holiday shop, our Santa shop, and um, families um, sign up and they select gifts that are donated to each um, to our uh, site. Um, it's with dignity. Um, the, you know, we have adopted families that you know can receive gifts, but our model has changed where we have families come in at a time that they select and can go through our Toys R Us. And select things that they want to give their family. So, um, it's our, our biggest, um, challenge with all of these year end projects, um, is that we always are looking for space, space, about 20,000 square feet, warehouse space, um, <laughs> that we use temporarily. Um, but the second, under this part of the year is when we really see, um, volunteers, they want to get involved, they want to, shop for tours they want to make sure we have warm coats they want to make sure we have enough food um food is needed year-round so we keep our website updated of with our needs and if we um really need it we put it on social media in fact i think this week since the kids are going back to school we were we were in need of pasta and snacks i saw that so um you know we we try to plan it out um we get a lot of cereal drives in the summer but Food is needed year-round. Uh, help um, for families in need doesn't happen always um, in one part of the year. Um, they need help year-round. Right. That makes sense. Well, thank you for sharing that with everyone. Amy, is there any way we can help you? Absolutely. So um, we always love to meet people who are interested in volunteer hours. There's a lot of things around campus that we um, we really appreciate the help. Uh, we have 15 acres now in the heart of Roswell, so we have a lot of 
land to upkeep and running trails for kids and and things like that. And we also, I'll just say, uh, because we're rapidly growing, we're we're always looking for really good new team members. So both teachers and potentially uh, some administrative positions. So if what we do sparks an interest in people or um, you know, people within a family that uh, maybe they tell their 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 recent or, or upcoming college graduate about us, and we'd love to, if they want to consider this type of work, we'd love to meet them. We always, uh, as I mentioned, we're about to launch a, a fairly substantial campaign uh, mm-hmm. with some major goals, and so we'll be out in the community talking about that in the months to come, and, and uh, we're always just very, very, very grateful for any support in that regard. Great. Well, we'll all have our eyes out and ears out for for you all. Um, And lastly, how can our listeners find you both? If anyone wants to contact you about volunteer opportunities or just anything like that. Our website for Jacob's Ladder is jacobsladdercenter.com. Okay. Um, We have all of uh, of our contacts are there, our phone number, our email addresses. So if anyone has any any questions at all or, or wants to be involved, I would just uh, encourage people to go to jacobsladdercenter.com. Okay, awesome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And for North Fulton Community Charities, um, our website is www.nfcchelp.org. Um, we have an easy application process for volunteers. If we have um, needs for um, event volunteers, that's right on there as well. Um, but what's also unique about our website, you know, every website you want you know, people to find out how to donate and how to get involved, um, we realize that half the traffic to our website is for families looking for help. And we have to make it um, easy. We have it translated into Spanish. So um, we really make an effort that we market to people in need, get help, and then give help. So, you know, there are volunteer opportunities and donate um, donating opportunities. We are also always looking for um, people to donate through our to our thrift store for our clothing program. Um, so everything is on the website. We do have a couple of Facebook pages, uh, especially for our thrift store, so for thrifting um, ideas and um, and deals as well. Yeah, that's great. Well, I know right now you guys have about half of my closet that I brought a couple weeks ago. So great place to shop and give. Um, well, Holly and Amy, I want to thank you both for joining me today. I also want to thank our listeners for joining us on the GNFCC 400 Insider, presented by the Greater North Fulton Chamber. To listen to this show again or to hear any of our previous episodes, visit GNFCC400insider.com. To find out more about the Greater North Fulton Chamber events and programs, visit GNFCC.com. And until next time, I'm Tori Curlin, and this has been the GNFCC 400 Insider on Business Radio X.